It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we're the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right. So if you're listening to our show on podcasts, you are late, and you're missing out on all that we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app, search and favorite LTN Radio. Today on the show, is Parlor just a conservative version of a safe place? Space. Huh? Safe space. space. Safe space. <laughs> We've also got so confused. Junk Food Tuesday, <laughs> a taste test, an Ask Us Anything, five random facts, and more. But first, today is Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. We're in the last month, Mo. And we've got some holidays to celebrate. Good grief. <laughs> How has this year simultaneously been the longest, longest and, and fastest? Shortest ever. Yeah, I don't understand it's been, it. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh today is National Christmas Lights Day. Yeah. And Giving Tuesday. <laughs> That's not enough hype for and, Giving Tuesday. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. See? <laughs> it's Giving Tuesday, everybody. And, uh, you know, if, if you know, this day is, is focused around finding a, a ministry or a nonprofit to, to donate money to. And we just happen to be both of those things. Yeah. So, you know, it's a twofer for the same price. <laughs> <laughs> We're also needy. So, yeah, very, very much. No, <laughs> look, uh, we don't want to sit here and beg, but Please. we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Love Thy Nerd in general and LTN Radio as, as a branch of Love Thy Nerd, we, we are a ministry that does try to uh, reach out to the nerdy community and also just to believers who, who might be struggling, especially this year. Um, with you know encouragement with opportunities to grow and reaching people in a segment of society that is often ignored by christians mm. uh even kind of demonized by christians when in reality uh, a lot of christians kind of fall into these fandoms and and cultures subcultures uh and there's no, nothing really wrong with them it's that just ideas have been given over time uh like for instance dungeons and dragons there was a period of time where the church was convinced dungeons and dragons was a gateway to demon worship when it's not at all it's a fantasy role-playing game mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with anything in the occult anything satanic or anything like that mm-hmm. but because some initial you know religious uh, zealots got up in arms about it and then spread kind of this false rumor of the danger behind it. The same thing happened with rock music. (laughs) I remember in youth group going to a newsboys concert and being told, yeah, there's already protesters out there from other churches saying that rock music is the devil. You know, that's just, it's a bad, it's a bad, uh, it's a bad angle. It's a bad, bad, uh, bad way to be really bad way to handle any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's happened a lot in the nerd community, especially the more and more people don't understand certain parts of the the nerd community. And those are the people that we're reaching, uh, especially those that are unbelievers, those that don't have any good stories about church, any good thing to say about church. We're giving them honest discussion, honest camaraderie. Uh, We're not beating them over the head with the Bible, but we are showing them the love and the compassion of Jesus. 
and that opens those doors. It plants those seeds, or at the very least, it plows the field ready to be planted. Mm-hmm. It, it tills the soil that's been hardened over time by this this uh, negative attention that they've received from the church over the years. And that's what we do. That's that's part of what we do. And here at LTN Radio, we get to be a vehicle for that, as well as providing music to people that, you know, these people didn't even know this kind of music existed. Even most Christians don't know this kind of music exists, because that's the only stuff you hear on mainstream Christian radio all sounds the same. It's all essentially worship and, and heavy CCM, and there's not a lot of Christian rock and rap that's publicly available in the mainstream. Uh, you have to go search it out. And so mm-hmm. we're doing the job for you. We're searching it out for you and we're bringing it to you. And it's giving you real honest messages that might not be just the same kind of overly Jesus and puppies type message that a lot of mainstream music tends to become these days. Uh, it's, it's still worship music, even if it's in a more psalmist format, you know, like David, who one psalm can be praising God with all his heart, and the next song can be, you know, hitting himself on the back with a leather whip, just, mm. you know, beating himself up and crying out where God is. These are all relatable emotions, and that's why the psalms were written. Uh, it's, it's a big ministry that we've undertaken. It's one we don't take lightly. And yeah, we have a lot of fun here on the morning show. We have a lot of fun on our other shows. We have a lot of fun and we really dive into the culture as well. And, uh, Christianity intersects with what we do in a lot of ways, but it's really making ourselves available to everybody, uh, making ourselves approachable to everybody and gaining that trust genuinely from people who might not ever step inside the doors of a church. Those are all of our goals. They're all goals that we take uh, very, very seriously and that we honestly love. And we love doing what we do here. And we have a lot of support already, and we could always use more to continue to grow. So if you are looking for something to donate to this year, whether that be just a a few bucks or all you're willing to donate, uh, we would be honored to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to donate to Love Thy Nerd uh, as a whole or LTN Radio specifically, uh, we'll mention this again later, but we would encourage you to go to give.ltnradio.com and that'll give you a, a menu that'll automatically highlight LTN Radio if that's where you want to give. But that's also a drop down menu. You can pull it back and you can just donate to Love Thy Nerd in general. Uh, and that'll be used across the board in many different ways, uh, even to pay some of our, our workers that do this as a full time job. Um, it's. The reason why Back Row Radio became a part of Love Thy Nerd is because we really believe in this ministry and the outreach, and it was a great way for us to actually put some focus, some ministry focus on what we're doing uh, beyond just playing really dope music. Mm. <laughs> so we're, we're encouraging you this Giving Tuesday to uh, check us out. Give us a thought. Uh, go to lovethynerd.com and read about all of what it does. You know, Go to the about, about Us section, read about the, the ministry as a whole. And uh, what it's what it's aiming for, what mm-hmm. its goals are, and if they align with yours, I encourage you to become a financial partner. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the spiel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to beat you over the head with it anymore. We're going to play some onion or not onion. What? All right, I've got three headlines here. Two of them are either fake news stories from places like the Onion or the Babylon Bee, and the other is an actual news story. I'm going to read all three, and Mo's going to guess which one's the real headline, and you can play along at home. Are you ready? Yeah. Right. I used to be fairly good at this game, but then 2020, 2020 came. <laughs> Nothing is what it seems. Nope. All right. Hormel CEO dares anyone to try and come for his chili empire. New obesity drug, too delicious. Or North Korea training kamikaze dolphins. Which one's a real headline? New obesity drug, too delicious. <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> 
<laughs> love that one. But no. Um, Satellite images of a river in North Korea suggest the Northeast Asian country is keeping a population of dolphins likely for military purposes. Wow. The pins appear similar to those used by countries that train marine mammals for military missions. North Korea's aggressive military posture suggests it's teaching dolphins to carry out attacks on enemy ships during wartime. Isn't that terrifying? A, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the rest is just explaining where it is and what it's for and how America does this with other things. But yeah, just kamikaze dolphins. It reminds me of like the, what was it? Laser sharks in uh, Austin Powers, I think it was. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. They can, <laughs> apparently they can be trained out to, to carry out kamikaze attacks against enemy ships carrying explosive charges. Uh, on their backs to their targets. Hmm. Interesting. Hopefully. And terrifying. <laughs> the question the end, the end of this article is, is the country training kamikaze dolphins? Hopefully. We'll never know for sure. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, we're going to take a break here. It is Junk Food Tuesday, but first... Oh, I'm reading your this line. This week in Nerdy News. <laughs> Stick around. <Get> too excited. <laughs> Need me some nerdy news. This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. Legendary Entertainment and Watford and Essex are developing a new television series based on the upcoming original graphic novel, Championess. The series, based on a true story, will be told through the lens of Championess Elizabeth Wilkinson in a world of a male-dominated 18th-century bare-knuckle boxing as she trains to become the best female fighter in London. But am I reading that right? They're making the movie before the graphic novel has even come out? Hopefully that's a promising sign for both projects. The Mandalorian has released the first volume of Ludwig Göransson's Season 2 soundtrack. This season, he will release the soundtrack in two volumes containing new musical themes, sounds, and ideas. The second volume will premiere in December. So while you're holiday shopping, might as well take a little side quest and download Volume 1. Yeah, that's right. That was a dig at you, Mandalorian. Get to the main story already. Earlier this year, Mangamo was launched on iOS. The manga reading app allows fans to read over 300 titles for just $4.99. Now, Mangamo has finally made an app for Android, and it's available now through Google Play. What's more, it's that the new users can get a free 30-day trial to make sure that it's a service that they like. Buddy Marini, the founder and CEO of Mangamo, said, Mangamo was created by manga fans for manga fans. Our purpose is to connect the manga community to manga creators and provide an easy and affordable way to read and discover tons of new manga whenever you want in the palm of your hand. Boy, I said manga a lot in that news clip. Just go download the app so I don't have to say it again. And lastly, have you tried that new Cosmic Crisp Apple variety? It was developed 20 years ago at Washington State University and has only now become available in the last year. They are all over the place now. The apple of the future. The most versatile apple ever created. Science, man. Science! That is going to do it for this week in Nerdy News. I've been Station Manager Matt, and this is LTNN. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours. And we'd love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and then simply ask Alexa, play Love Thy Nerd. Before we do anything else. Stop what you're doing we've got five random facts <laughs> about christmas lights what all right i'm in grover cleveland was the first president to have a tree decked out in electric bulbs 
Four years after the first tree made its way into the White House, President Cleveland had his family's tree adorned with hundreds of colored lights and is accredited with warming the public to the idea of electric lights. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Many of the early digital light bulbs were blown. Mm. <laughs> I don't think digital was the right word. Many of the early light bulbs were blown from molds that were also used to make glass ornaments. Uh, I even double checked. You need to fact check these facts. <laughs> You're right. Uh, lights were not safe for outdoor use until the 1920s. And thanks to President Coolidge, who is... We now have lighting of the annual National Christmas tree. Sorry. Thanks to President Coolidge, <laughs> we have the annual National Christmas tree that gets lit every year. It's yeah. cool present. <laughs> <laughs> the world record for most lights on a residential property belongs to the Gay family of LaGrangeville, New York, with their annual display set to more than 200 songs and 200,000 lights. 200 songs? Yeah. They've got a display set up for 200 different songs. Yeah. Why do you That's sound ridiculous. like Veronica right now? Veronica. <laughs> Veronica is like my valley girl name. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was Becky. No, I don't like <laughs> Becky. <laughs> And every year, 20 million pounds of discarded holiday lights arrive in Shijiao, China, to be recycled. They're there. Bales of lights are pulverized, separated into brass, copper, and plastic, and ultimately turned into everything from slippers to new gadgets. Slippers? Yep. And stop judging me when I'm reading. <laughs> Uh, like uh, there's no hiding. You you had a rough go of it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. They were perfect and brilliant in every way. Bet. Oh, bet. All right. There, <laughs> there is one thing Mo and I can't deny. We love junk food, and each week we like to discuss new and upcoming junk foods that have been spotted in stores or announced. And then later in the show, oh, <laughs> we got we got a taste test. I, I hate that line because <laughs> you can't ever remember it. I always forget about it. Uh, this this week we're doing a lot of a lot of Christmas themed things. Some of them are returning, um, like they've already existed, but they're only around during Christmas. But some of them are new. Uh, we've got Pillsbury peppermint frosting. Which could be really good or really nasty. Is that new or returning? I believe it's new. I need you to have like put that next to everything. New or returning. I think I know what's new and what's returning beyond that. I'm pretty sure this one's new. Okay. Uh, these are new. Hershey's Milk Chocolate Build a Santa and Hershey's Cookies and Cream Build a Snowman. So these are bars, but like they're broken up into little pieces that are different parts of a body. Okay. Like breaking them all apart, and then you build your little Santa, your little snowman. Super COVID safe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, returning, we have white cheddar snowflake Cheetos. White Which cheddar. Which are fun. They're fun. It's actually white shadow, but whatever. I don't know what you're referencing. That's from the movie oh. Turbo. Turbo. <gasps> Is that the snail? Uh -huh. The snail with the fast shell? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I like that one, movie. The one is White Shadow. My kids don't like that movie. Oh, I love I've that I've only movie. got to see it twice. No. Mm. I got the hiccups. <laughs> I'm going to stop them with my superpower. You ready? Watch. Mm, and they're gone. Oreo cream eggs. I told you. I told you it was real. That was you. really weird, guys. Oreo cream eggs. <laughs> mm. uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a chocolate shell filled with a goopy mixture of Oreo cream and cookie bits. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm down for it. Almost like a cookies and cream kind of. Well, they came out with like a bar version of this. Uh, either I think it was last year, where it's like a chocolate bar that's filled with that cookies and cream mixture. 
and it's an oh, Oreo, yeah, Oreo I do bar. Rem- yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I know it's existed in a form before that bar, and I think they made the bar version after just to sell it all year round because it's a popular Christmas treat. But why are they doing eggs? Yeah, it's I don't Easter. understand why they... <laughs> Just, Did they just get squish out? it into a ball and you can say they're bulbs. Yeah, Why would I, don't you, understand. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, Tasty Cake is coming out with black and white mini donuts. They are chocolate donuts with powdered sugar. Okay, Tasty Cake, you can keep trying, but you... Mm-mm. You don't like that? You don't think this would be good? I think this would be good. I, Tasty Cakes suck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've never had Tasty Cake donuts. They're not good. I have donuts. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Baird's donuts, yeah, pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty good. I don't think Do I've ever you, had tasty cake. I've, I'm glad that you pronounced it because I've never known how to say. Oh, you've never known how to say Baird's, Mrs. Yeah, Baird's? I'm like, is it Beards? Is it I'm, Bards? Is it Baird's? I don't know. I'm ninety percent sure that's how. You I mean, it, it makes sense. <laughs> it's phonetically correct. Yeah, but there's always that like one percent of me that's like, eh, but is it right? <laughs> but it might be. Boyers. Yeah, right. Who knows? All right. It could be Smith. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Returning candy cane Tootsie Pops. Mm. So it's like a candy cane flavored peppermint shell with the Tootsie chocolate inside. And I just don't know if that's. I don't know. Enough, you know, it's just, eh. I mean, that mixture is typically good. A chocolate flavor with a peppermint flavor, but the Tootsie Roll flavor is distinct. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know. I'm with you. Just don't know. Uh, trolley <laughs> is coming out with Sour Bright Reindeer Poop of course they Sour are. Gummies. Why not? It's essentially just poop emojis. I know a lot of people <laughs> who are going to be like, I oh. absolutely will not buy that for my children. Oh, I know a lot of people that are like, as soon as I see it, I'm buying 10 bags. Oh, I want, I, <laughs> I will be one of those people. But I'm saying I know plenty who are going to, yeah. You know a lot of fuddy duddies? Yeah. I will not let my children have fun with poop. That is disgusting. It is potty humor. <laughs> I mean, hey, I ain't going anywhere, guys. Everybody poops. Hmm. It's true. Blue Bunny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just the fact that the next thing is called a loaded Sunday <laughs> after what we've been talking about. I mean, Blue Bunny loaded Sundays, candy canes, and fudge. So, see, this sounds like it would work. See, though, I don't know, Matt. I'm just, I'm not certain on how I feel about candy canes and chocolate. Really? I like hot chocolate, and I enjoy to put... <laughs> I enjoy to put peppermint in my hot chocolate. <laughs> Do yeah, you enjoy was... to put peppermint? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. Um, but I think that it's because I like the coolness of the peppermint with the warmth of the hot chocolate. I like how the two... So it's a heat thing. Yeah. Similar to the issue you had with my taste test last week of the reason it's hot is because it's also hot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If it had a peppermint in it, it would have been gross. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just don't know how I feel about. Well, you know what? Here's, here's where I'm coming from it at. Not necessarily on the flavor. I'm coming at it from the Loaded Sundays perspective. Have you had any of these? Mm-mm. They're the best thing ever. No, because Blue Bunny. Sucks. No, I understand. <laughs> yes, I get it. I get it. The Blue Bunny Loaded Sundays, though, out the park. Yeah? Every single one of them, amazing. Okay. So amazing. I'll give it a... Churro, fantastic. Uh, this peanut butter, something or other, pecan, something or other, moose track, something or other, all of them. Every single one of them I've had. So dang good. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm all with right. you. Hot Cocoa Goldfish. This sounds gross. <laughs> it's just like a chocolate... You know, Graham goldfish with then like a marshmallow goldfish. It's just a marshmallow shaped like a goldfish. It's really going to come off like Teddy Grahams with marshmallows, essentially. You know, the chocolate, know. you know, those chocolate Teddy yeah, Grahams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
I know all about the Teddy Grahams. I got all three boxes in my house. I love Teddy Grahams. Try that. They're good. <laughs> I do like all three flavors, too. Yeah. Shoo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Candy cane Milano cookies is, again, again the chocolate and candy cane flavor. I That's think, just the Christmas, That's the Christmas mixture. This is what we need to do. You ready? We get need to them. get as many of these candy cane chocolate things as we can. And we're going to have one giant taste test. Let's do it. I'm all about it. Let's do it. Okay. We need to send each other a picture every time we buy one of them so we know not we to don't get du- duplicate. I was going to say duplicates. Duplicates. <laughs> I don't want to duplicates to put in the peppermint <laughs> of the thing. Why can't I talk? I like to peppermint put in this. <laughs> I don't understand. Duplicate it. <laughs> Duplicate. <laughs> hey, whatever. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Not peppermint flavored. Okay. Oh, but it's the one thing you like peppermint flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Swiss Miss unicorn hot chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to know what makes a unicorn? I really don't. <laughs> These things are always so <laughs> off the wall, no, unappealing. It's just all the marshmallows are multicolored. That's it. Oh, okay. It's just rainbow marshmallows. Okay. Uh, great value eggnog flavored ice cream and peppermint flavored ice cream. I believe I have had eggnog flavored ice cream and I like it. Yeah. Although I'm apparently one of the very few people in the world who actually enjoy eggnog. So I, I've still never tried it. I'm so nervous. It's one of those things I'm nervous about. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I, I love eggnog. Uh, it might be because I'm, I compare it in my mind to buttermilk just because they're the same color and they seem to be the same thickness. Way different. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's like the thing I have in my mind that I can't get out of. And I know I remember accident. Cause, all right, we have Allsup's in our town, which yeah. they have their own dairies and they produce their own milk products. They put two liter milks in the same bottle as buttermilk. Ooh. And I get the 1% milk and that's a green label as is the buttermilk label okay and so if you aren't paying close enough attention to the tint of white that you're getting and the label itself like the words on the label you can see the mixture and yeah yeah, i did that one time and i took a drink of it and i tasted like my my taste buds went nuts it's like is this apple juice and milk what is going on like Mm -hmm. my mouth was going nuts and I nearly vomited mm-hmm. if if I hadn't been in the sound booth <laughs> and knew that I would destroy a bunch of equipment. I probably would have. Yeah, you're not supposed Ugh. to drink buttermilk. Ugh. They have it you right there with the rest of the milk. Ugh. So eggnog, think um, like if you were to take your milk and add a little bit of nutmeg and cinnamon to it. Yummy. Oh, oh, here you go. But where does the eggs come in? Think, think. Um, cinnamon toast crunch milk. Mm-mm. That ain't cinnamon milk. Oh, eggnog isn't cinnamon milk. It has got that Christmas spice flavor to it. Yes, it does. I got my skeptical face on, everybody. I know you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this year is going to be the year I'm going to try. More eggnog for no, me. No, seriously. This year is going to be the year I'm going to try. Yeah, you also said this year was going to be the year mm. you ran a 5K. Well, they canceled them all. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That is right. She's speechless because I'm right. <laughs> Plenty of virtual 5Ks that you could have taken part in. That is the lamest thing in the world. I'm not going to make my first 5K be a virtual 5K where I'm running around my dang neighborhood for everybody to see my giblets a-wobbling. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Wobbling (laughs) giblets. Still got, still got Thanksgiving on the mind here. Uh, all right. I, I just don't even want you to say this one. The last one. I want you to just. And I'm looking for it for a taste test. Yeah. <laughs> Kale candy canes, y'all. Gross. Kale flavored candy canes. Listen, some things are just not meant to be made into a healthier version. And candy canes is one of them. And dare I say that just because you made it kale candy canes does not make it any healthier. It ain't There's to be no <laughs> purpose in it. No reason the for purpose it. Purpose is gross out fun. That's what it is. Just don't do it. Good. It does sound like an unholy abomination. It does. 
That's why we have to try it. It's a service we provide to you, the listener. Oh, okay. So there's been no secret. There's been a lot of people upset with Facebook and Twitter due to perceived political bias, which, in my opinion, uh, yeah, kind of definitely exists. But, I mean, even watching the Senate hearings with the homeless Jack Dorsey and the realistic android Mark Zuckerberg, it's pretty clear that certain political worldviews are given a higher priority in these things, at least during this politically volatile time. So many of our family and friends are seeking alternatives in MeWe, which is kind of a Facebook alternative, and more commonly, Parler. In fact, Parler has been on top of the most downloaded apps for Apple and Android in recent weeks with a huge influx of mostly conservative Christian new users. Have you uh, stepped into the world of Parler yet, Mo? Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> you barely use your Twitter. I don't, don't use really. my Twitter. You have one. That's about as far as it goes. I, I did really well for about three weeks, and then I was done. <laughs> then I realized my material was short-lived. <laughs> or you just, I can't condense what I'm going to say into 140 That's, characters. Yeah. <laughs> that is also more more realistic. Uh, so I, I, I jumped on. I'm going to give you my, my first initial thoughts. I didn't jump on because of the stuff that's happened recently. In fact, I joined a long time ago uh, when it first started gaining traction. It came out in 2018. Uh, started gaining traction this past year. I jumped on simply because people are getting more and more upset with Twitter. And I thought, eh, and including me, not politically, I just hate it. It's, it's, it's a garbage fire. You've also been saying that for years. True. And so I... Uh, I got on just in hopes that one day that'll take over. Yeah. Just have a new new fresh start. It's ridiculous uh, for many reasons. Number one, you can't have like multiple accounts, which I get. You know, they want you to be who you are. But that also means like if you want to have an account for a business and for yourself – you have to own two phone numbers to do that because wow. it's tied to your phone. Uh, and so I'm actually using my wife's phone number so I can have an account and my phone number so I can have an LTN on air account over there, which we don't update, but we're just sitting on in case Twitter does blow up one day and now we need a new social media place. That's fair. Doing that also for my own account. Uh, I have no desire to go over there and uh, parlay things. That's what they call their tweets. Their parlays. Uh, yeah, it's kind of broken. the The system doesn't work all that well. Uh, it's kind of difficult to understand what's going on. Which I guess they can't exactly copy how Twitter does things. Maybe that's why it's difficult. Uh, but it's hard to it's hard to tell why you're seeing what you're seeing, from whom, uh, and in what order. But here's the most ridiculous thing for me. And I, I mean, I understand the, the, the reasoning behind it per se, but it should be, in my opinion, an option to change if you want. Getting into your account is ridiculously hard. Oh, yeah. There are said this. four levels. You have to, page one, put in your phone number, your email address, easy enough. Page two, put in your password, easy enough. Page three, now you got to fill out a whole capture thing, Mm-mm. which. I ain't doing it. Already, yeah. Out. I ain't doing it. And then the fourth page. Now that you've put in the CAPTCHA and your password, we also need to send your phone a six-digit code that you nope. need to put in. This is like triple-factor authentication that you cannot turn off. Mm-mm. In fact, the only authentication option that you have is to actually enable a fourth level that includes a QR code you have to scan, Mm-mm. a unique QR code. It's like, I don't want to do this. And the app does not keep you logged in very long. Like for Twitter, I don't think I've ever had to re-enter my info on my phone. But I had to do it like every week or so that I go on there. And maybe it's different. Maybe if you use it every day, it won't do that. And maybe it's got a timeout after a certain period of time. I could be wrong. You know, that could be missing that completely. But so far, it's just like... Half the time, I'm just like, oh, I'm not going through all this these steps to open it. I just won't open it. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Um, 
Yeah, so it's rough. Yeah. MeWe uh, looks like it could be fine. You have to pay money to have a page. Not like your personal page, but like a, oh, business, like a business page. page. Yeah, it's like a buck ninety nine a month, which yeah, it's not a lot, but more than I want to spend. That's a donut. <laughs> that is a pumpkin donut with maple icing and pecans. Mm-hmm. Right there. Mm-hmm. That's a specialty donut, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Uh, when we come back, we're going to dive deeper into the Great Exodus 2 parlor from different angles and also a taste test. But first, five bonus random facts. Stick around. This is Mo from the Back Row Morning Show, and I've got your five random facts. Hanna-Barbera pitched the Flintstones to networks for eight weeks before it was finally picked up. It became the first ever animated show to air during primetime. There's a company that sells mirrors that make people look 10 pounds thinner. Overall, the mirrors have contributed to 54% of total sales for retailers that use it. Costa Coffee employs Gennaro Pellicia as a coffee tester who has had his tongue insured for 10 million euros since 2009. There's an underwater version of rugby, unsurprisingly called underwater rugby. And standing around burns calories. On average, a 150-pound person burns 114 calories per hour while standing and doing nothing. For more random facts and hilarious nonsense, tune in to the Back Row Morning Show Monday through Thursday at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device and stay up to date with our shows and enjoy the amazing mix of music we have playing throughout the day, too. Now, before we get back to the topic of the day... We've got a taste test. Each Junk Food Tuesday, we taste something new or odd or both. And today, <sighs> yours truly got to pick the taste test. Yay. Now, of course, this will be plenty entertaining in audio form, but it's even better on video. We record Ooh. all of our taste tests and put the full video on our Facebook page at The Back Row LTN. So give us a like and never miss a bite. What do you have for us today, Mo? You don't have to be upset. I don't? No. I think it's actually, I mean, it it could be pretty good. Um, I have pork rinds because when I originally bought all of these taste tests, you were still keto. You still are sometimes keto. (laughs) But you were thinking keto in mind. That's why you bought the crickets. Which is why I bought the crickets. Exactly right. High protein, low carb. Yeah. I actually have another taste test still stored away that is also keto friendly. So... It was between that or this one. Okay. And I went this way. Uh, Pork rinds. Crispy cuts. Pork rinds. Sweet chipotle flavor. Hey, okay. I'm in. Yeah. One carb per serving. And a serving is half an ounce. (laughs) (laughs) How many crispy cuts is that? I don't know. (sighs) There are five servings per bag. Okay, that's a lot then, yeah. I So, Ooh. full disclosure, I haven't had a pork rind since the first time I did keto over a year ago where I like, yeah, these are great. This would be a great chip alternative. I bought one bag and then I made myself sick. Really? Yeah, I ate too many in too short of order. When we were doing keto, this is what we did for tacos or nachos. We just did pork rinds. Yeah, it'd probably be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is it? It's... It's Honey, sweet chipotle? Sweet chipotle. Sweet chipotle. I don't know if I like the chipotle flavor. Smell it. It's smoky. Okay. It's got okay. a smoky flavor okay. or a smoky okay. scent. Ready? This is just fried pigskin. Oh, I love pork <laughs> When you think rinds. about it, it's kind of gross. That is the <laughs> Carolinian in me. Love me some pork rinds.
I don't like a Chipotle flavor. Whoop, there's heat. You didn't get any heat? No. Ooh, I got heat. Right in the back of my throat. I got nothing. Okay, so this is my only complaint about pork rinds. They're not consistent. Another one. Some pork rinds are like perfectly fried. A lot of seasoning on it. Some are too fried. Okay, that was a little one that I just had in still heat. How are you not getting any heat? This one had more flavor on it. Actually, I like that one a little better. Maybe I didn't have enough flavor on the first one. Still not getting any heat. How are you not getting heat? Not any at all. Okay. I'm trying to get one that's heavily saturated in this stuff. That looks pretty. I like them. They're going on me. They're going on me. They're actually, yeah, really growing on me. I am a fan. I like them a lot. But I'm still getting absolutely no heat whatsoever. I don't know how you're not getting any heat. <laughs> it's actually kind of making me angry that you're not getting any heat. And I'm very sensitive to heat. Yeah. I'm a weenie. I am impressed. I like them. Not as good as last week's mac and cheese, but still. <laughs> that you may notice it's still here. <laughs> We're recording these back to back because we're taking Thanksgiving week off. So this yeah. is actually in the past. I was going to say, you may actually notice that we're wearing the exact same thing. <laughs> that exact we same clothes wore as last, last week. week. <laughs> yeah, these are good. I, yeah. you know, I, I changed my initial thought. Initially, I thought I didn't like them, but I do like them. Mm-hmm. But you crazy because they ain't hot at all. I'm they're, crazy. <laughs> she crazy. They're not like super spicy, but there is some heat. I don't feel it anywhere. I'm going to eat this whole bag. <laughs> well, while you do that, let's move on. Uh, good. Good one. I like it. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. I like it. So in the last segment, we talked about uh, the great excess to Parlor. At least we started to. Uh, in fact, Parlor has had over 4 million downloads just since the election. Uh, that's, you know, two weeks, three weeks since the election. There have been Facebook events with hundreds of thousands invited to just up and leave Facebook and go to Parler. Parler's goal, of course, is to be a social media platform for everyone that is free of undue bias censorship. By and large, the vast majority of its users all subscribe to the same and similar worldview, though. And so that kind of creates some problems. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Parler is a French verb. Meaning uh, to speak, uh, so that's that's where it comes from. It's not like a a parlor, like with like spelled with an O. Uh, so that seems to kind of be like a seedy word almost. Yeah. So I was wondering when you said earlier that what is it called? Their version of a tweet. They put out a, a parlay. Okay. So I was wondering if it because in to say, do you speak English? It's parlez-vous français, or no, do you speak French? Parlez-vous français. And so I was wondering if it had yeah, a pretty French sure. yeah, yeah, backing yeah. to it. Uh, it's also the name of a previously obscure socially media, social media platform promising conservatives a place to speak their minds uh, as well as anybody. It's not just for conservatives, but it's largely being championed by conservatives because they're the ones that feel disenfranchised or censored on normal social media. Uh, it's it's clunkier, like I said, than Twitter. Uh, it bills itself as a town square uh, where only the most egregious and potentially illegal posts are banned. So there's very few things that you can go on there and not say. Which... Is a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah. double-edged sword, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, the community guidelines for Parler says, we prefer that removing community members or member-provided content be kept to an absolute mini- minimum. We prefer to leave decisions about what is seen and who is heard to each individual, individual which makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that sounds like the right way to operate. If there's somebody spouting off stuff you don't want to hear, don't follow them. Right. And then you won't hear it. Uh, makes sense. Uh, when, in comparison, on Twitter, it's been very clear, given these Senate hearings and basically what they've admitted to, uh, yeah, there's just a certain portion of people that, if they say this, we're going to take it down or at least label it with a giant uh, red exclamation point saying this is wrong or disputed or all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which also is kind of a double-edged sword when you have that power because, yeah, uh, there's some things that that'd be great on, but when it starts to show a political bias with no check in place, that's, well, well, that's, this is what happens. This yeah. is what's happening. <laughs> um, so the, the question really is around who should monitor the content of the internet and social media and to what extent uh, that's been a worldwide issue for, for several years, but it's really been brought to light just during this election season. Uh, there's no, perfect answer like we said both both things are double-edged swords either way you go uh the answer in the united states is the individual platforms do have that ability and so right now the biggest argument that's been going on in that the senate hearings is whether or not twitter and facebook should have the 230 protections which basically protects them from being labeled a publisher Uh, Because if they're a publisher, they're responsible for the content that's found on their website. Okay. But the issue is, is now now it's being brought up, well, if they're censoring stories and even flat out not allowing some viewpoints and stories to be on the website, then that becomes an editorial process, Mm -hmm. and thus they are acting like a publisher. And so should they remove the 230 protections from them? In which case, they just won't be able to operate. Yeah. Because they would have to monitor every single possible account for anything that could uh, get them in hot water, get them fined, or anything right. like that. Which, with billions of accounts, just There's would be no yeah, overwhelming. Yeah. Overwhelming problem. Uh <clears throat> And so Parler was created by two conservative young tech guys, uh, John Matsey and Jared Thompson, uh, who envisioned it as a place for open and uh, uncensored discussion. But because it is a – it's largely overrun by conservatives and Christians currently, the the, the, the problem that we're seeing is that it's becoming kind of an echo chamber. Where, come over here to our platform and you'll just hear the same voices saying the same things that you already believe or you want to believe. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we get that same problem just in reverse of, well, now all we're seeing is this side of the story mm-hmm. and we're not seeing the other side of the story because they're not here. Uh-huh. And they don't have any desire to be there. Right. So they're not gonna. Uh, and so splitting up like that is uh, not ideal. Yeah. Ideally, we should all be on one platform and we should all be able to speak, uh, but that doesn't seem to be in the cards either direction. Uh, and so now we're kind of building two separate echo chambers. If Parler continues to get this this uh, exponential growth that it's been seeing in the past just couple weeks alone, then uh, I don't know, we're in for a more divisive social media experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we see it so much on Facebook because Facebook doesn't seem to hard censor things as much. It'll put some some checks and balances on things that it... But it's really only been happening on Facebook. It really only happens on Facebook during election season. Yeah. And so for three and a half years in between... We don't really see all that much going on on Facebook. It's just other people's content that we see. Yeah. Uh, but Twitter, it's much more apparent because you can see how their analytics and everything seem to seem to skew one direction most of the time. Even if you only follow mostly conservative sources, you still seem to find yourself being battered by the other side's opinion, the other side's uh, 
viewpoint on any given controversy happening at that point. And uh, same thing seems to happen on YouTube. Uh, YouTube tends to push videos of one side, even if you're following another account of a completely conservative nature. Like uh, there's a there's a conservative commentator named Steven Crowder who constantly complains that if someone's watching a Steven Crowder video in the little automated up next thing, uh-huh. it's never another Steven Crowder video. It's always like a John Oliver or Jimmy Kimmel video. Okay. Which both of them have a very liberal viewpoint. Uh-huh. He's all, why is that? And it's never the opposite way around. You'll never be watching a Jimmy Kimmel video and see a Steven Crowder video up next. Interesting. And so there's also a new video sharing site called Rumble that has come out that is getting a lot of traction that, again, doesn't tend to skew things. But because only conservatives tend to be going over there, it's becoming an echo chamber. And so the accusation has come out that these are becoming, quote unquote, safe spaces for conservatives, which do you remember the safe space craze on college campuses back when mainly back when Trump was elected the first time? Um, I say the first time like we know he's been elected again and he probably hasn't. You better watch yourself. (laughs) Um, I... That sounded as if I didn't want him reelected, and I'm not. That's going what to I'm saying. It's very here. hard. It's very hard to say yeah. anything without yeah. just. We don't know. We're moving on. Um, I don't, don't know. I don't remember the safe spaces. I remember people having to take emotional days off. That's that's kind of the same thing. What they did in in a lot of college campuses was actually create a safe space, a, either a building or an area on campus where you could go and. Be free from any political talk, anything that you saw as like bigoted or homophobic or anything like that. This was a place where nobody was allowed to invade your space. Nobody was allowed to say things you didn't like. This was like a... Okay. It was essentially exactly an echo chamber. Like only people that subscribe to these certain ideas were even allowed in the building, in the room. But Matt, can I say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four years ago, I would have been like, seriously, you need a safe space. Today, I'm like, I would be in that safe space. <laughs> For real. No, I get you. I'm like, this is my safe space. <laughs> Nobody else better come in it. Like, but that was, that was the rise of the snowflake term, too. Okay, yeah. And I was I like, remember that's that. all the snowflakes and their safe spaces. In fact, that was... Remember me telling you about the Marvel superheroes that came out with those the new Avenger kids thing, and there were two supposed to be like woke superheroes named snowflake and safe space no i don't remember remember that that. (laughs) wow it was very tone deaf and they had to i'm pretty sure they had to cancel those right away because like no see you're making it sound worse this is not helping the cause this is hurting it (laughs) Uh, i think it's all hurting the cause (laughs) oh, oh yeah absolutely but now people, especially on the liberal side, are seeing this as, well, now they're going to their safe space. While people that are going are saying, well, no, we want you to come too. We just want to be able to say our piece while you're saying your piece. Yeah. That's it. But uh, because nobody else is going, <laughs> again, it's becoming like a safe space. It's becoming like an echo chamber. And so we're, we're – number one – I don't think Facebook and Twitter are going to be easy to kill. Agreed. Uh, might be too big to kill. Might yeah. be the quote-unquote too big to fail situation. They're integrated so much into everything else. It would wreck the internet. Yeah. For years. If just one day, nope, no more Facebook. Like Ralph. What do we do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine waking up and there not being a Facebook at all? Like, sure, there'd be a little bit of relief. But at the same time, we're like, I got a lot of a lot of pictures and how do I talk to people and mm-hmm. and and you know, it's just, I would, it's a lot. It makes me sad to say this. I would be devastated yeah. because all of my pictures are there. Yeah, that's how every business now communicates yeah. with people. That's why you know, people do not go to websites of companies anymore automatically. They go to their Facebook page, especially if it's like a local business. Yeah. Like, I want to go to that Facebook page. I want to see people posting pictures about what they've done or what they've eaten there or things like that. Yeah. You want that aspect. You trust that inherently more than going to the website. 
because there's something more communal about it. Like if people aren't on that Facebook page cussing out the owner, it's probably a good business. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I mean, it's, it's, it's so inherent to our, our social structure now. Uh, maybe more so than Twitter. I think Twitter would be easier to kill than Facebook for sure. Um, if Twitter just up and died tomorrow, I don't think it would devastate me. It would have when I was back row Baptist, uh, eight years ago or nine years ago. Uh, but back then it was fun to be in the community. (laughs) Not so much anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what we can do. Uh, and it's quite possible that once this whole election battle is over, legal mumbo jumbo, and we just decide, you know, have a decision, then things might kind of cool down and yeah. go back to the normal thing. That's uh, my hope. Yeah, and you know, if 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 what the news um, has been predicting comes true, and it, it's definitely Joe Biden that's won, uh, I feel like. Even more so, things will calm down on social media. At least that is also my hope. I'm not sure that'll happen if, well, I'm positive it won't happen if the election gets overturned, which I know, very slim chance, but still possible. And if it does, whoo, I think we're in for a rough 2021 all across the board. I am having such a difficult time right now <laughs> processing my emotions and what I want to happen and what I don't want to happen and what, yeah, this is weird. I I feel like no matter which way it goes, it's not going to be great (laughs) for pretty much anybody. But uh, when it comes to our social media, I just, I don't know. I don't know if uh, this is going to help or hinder, uh, the only way I think that Parler would, would really work in the long run is if it if Twitter does eventually just give up and die, which yeah. I don't think it will. Um, I just yeah, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about it. I don't know if there's the potential to overtake something like that, or for it just to cause more division. Yeah. And really, we should be functioning together. We should be hearing other opinions. For every uh, for every person that you listen to, commentator, anything that agrees with you in your viewpoint, you should be hearing at least somebody else on the other side yeah. giving their opinion. Mm-hmm. Because both sides are going to whitewash their own side to make it look like this is the only logical, only sensible thing. Here's why this, this, and this, and this. If you listen to the other side, you can at least understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And not everybody who disagrees with you is in on some massive conspiracy to be a socialist or something weird or a fascist or whichever side you're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are believe what they believe because they genuinely do think it's the right way to go about things. People get to their political opinions most people get them the exact same way, whether mm-hmm. they're right or not. Uh, and that old line of if you're young, if you're young and you're not a liberal, you have no heart. And if you're old and you're not a conservative, you have no brain. That's the old line. That I, it's essentially saying that your thoughts are going to fluctuate. Your yeah. opinions are going to fluctuate. Your your uh, political values are going to fluctuate based on your state in life. Yeah. Uh, it's a genuine thing. And we shouldn't demonize each other because we disagree politically. But that's all we're doing. Both yeah. sides. That's all we're doing. Both sides. And we're running from each other and going to our own little sides and just building up our own forces for the coming digital civil war <laughs> it's very true uh, so i mean i'm not hating on parlor it's it's uh, there's definitely nothing wrong with trying to start up a a better run version of twitter and uh frankly i do hope it works out but i also hope it works out in a way where both sides are represented right now i think it's so overrun with conservatives and christians that any liberal who does think yeah okay i'll join it might be like, oh, how can I even say anything over here? (laughs) But uh, I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know what else to do. I don't know how else to fix it. Where I mean, so I'm on there. You can you can follow me if you want, but I ain't gonna be doing nothing on there for a long time. <laughs> I keep looking at the camera like it's still on, and it's not. It's not. And this wouldn't be broadcast on the camera anyway. Yeah. It's just that it's over there, and so I feel like I have to look at it. I keep noticing you staring at your camera, and I'm like, <laughs> why is he just looking? He thinks it's still on, and it's not on. I turned it off. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what it's about. It's the showman in me. There's a camera pointed at me. I gotta ham it up. Uh, yeah, any, I mean, this was kind of a, it didn't have a real point. Do you have any, uh, thoughts to add to that? Are you just sad? I, <laughs> I'm not even sad. I'm in this, like, it, I'm, I'm 2020. Mm, I'm in this weird state this. of confusion. <laughs> just very, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm okay. I don't know if I'm not okay. I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's weird. The term 2020 used to mean I can see it clearly now and understand uh-huh. it. And now yeah. it's meaning I'm just in a confused fog. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. See, even 2020 is confused. Yeah. 2020 got 2020. Yep. Wow. Uh-huh. That's a weird realization to have. You're welcome. All right, guys. We're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we answer a question that you've been dying to ask us, I'm sure. More background Morning Show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show, and things are winding down for the day. Uh, but first, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question. Which sports do you like to play? None of them. You like any sport? Does mini golf count as a sport? Uh, yeah, I'd say mini golf counts as a sport. I love mini golf. I enjoy mini golf. That's what Deidre and I did on our trip. We played like seven different mini golf courses. I, it really sounded like you said Shreveren. Shreveren different mini golf courses. Um, I enjoy swimming. Swimming, yeah. But like, do you do it as a sport? Like, do you swim laps? And... Why are you judging me? <laughs> I enjoy I like to floating swim. in the water, drinking a mimosa. No, I actually really do like swimming. I feel like that's the easiest and the best way to exercise. Yeah. A lot of people say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy okay. swimming. Um, I'm all right with weightlifting. Like, I don't love it, I guess, but I, I like it okay. I'm too pretty good at it. I like. Uh, Ping pong. <laughs> that's that's in the Olympics, so that's definitely a sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I used to love as a kid? Hmm. Badminton. Ooh, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. We played that in uh, junior high. Yeah, it was fun. I used to play with my aunt Sonia every Fourth of July. <laughs> Badminton. Badminton with Aunt Sonia on Independence Day. Yep. Uh, Deidre won't play ping pong with me anymore. Oh yeah, I know. You can tell the listeners, though, why she won't. Just because I know doesn't mean they, they do. Because she's a sore loser? <laughs> I don't know. I what mean, there's a story, story there. I don't know what story you're aware well, of. Maybe I'm... You might be thinking of chess. Chess. Chess yeah. is what I'm thinking. But uh, no, uh, the ping pong thing happened because I thought it, we had a blog at the time uh, where she would write and I would write. And so like, let's do like a ping pong challenge where we play a game and we'll just put a... Uh, Who's who's won tally up at the top of our little blog bar here just for fun, just for kicks. And uh, it got to be like four to zero 
And she's like, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Which is essentially what happened with chess. <laughs> Deidre does not like to lose. Deidre bought me a very nice chess set. We played half a game. She got mad, hit the board before we could finish. And that was it. That was the last game of chess we ever played together. Yeah. And that was long before we were married, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this new really cool game that kids are playing these days. It's called Shadow Tag. Because, you know, you can't play tag because you can't touch people. So you play shadow tag where you run and you stomp on the person's shadow and that's how you tag them. Shadow tag. <sighs> Super fun. It really is. Genuinely? Yes. Because it sounds lame. No, it is so fun. It is so fun. It's the return of the skeptical face. Nope. I'm I'm telling you. It is... <laughs> I think I prefer shadow tag to regular tag. Me and my 35-year-old self out there playing shadow tag with a bunch of fifth graders. Having the time of my life. It was awesome. Mm, pass. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, let's end with our verse for the day. Verse for the day is Romans six fifteen. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. <laughs> kind of sounded like you were challenging. What then? <laughs> I was. What about it? What, what the- then? Bet. <laughs> exactly. Bet I won't knock your head off your shoulders. Oh, <laughs> uh, That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. we got amazing articles and all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our missions... Uh, mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd and specifically with LTN Radio, especially today because it's Giving Tuesday after all, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash give uh, or give.ltnradio.com. Uh, Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. Follow us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, just in case you ever miss a day, find the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review something along the lines of fact check. This is the greatest morning show ever. We'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. Have a great day. Mo, final thought. Parlez-vous français? And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.